yo, yo. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks podcast here on the DFPN. So nice to be back. So nice to be back. As always, I am Brett Like a King, made as Kelvin Cately. Here with my co-host, the fabulous one, Frankie D. What's up? How are you doing, How are you doing man? Oh, I'm, I'm copacetic, man. What up with it? I'm doing wonderful, man. Doing wonderful. Um, it's been it's been a good new year. How have you been since? Actually, we've seen each other. We ain't got to go through all this. Exactly. Things. We ain't got to do all that. <laughs> yeah, we ain't got to go. We ain't got to go through all that. Other. Yeah, all that, all that, all that fake shit. Oh shit! For for those who don't know, uh, Frank D and I we went to the Royal Rumble together with Mac, aka your boy, and uh, Frank D's wife. So. We we spent our we spent our hard earned earned money. Uh, we were front and center for the Royal Rumble. Got to experience all the the pleasant surprises and countdowns, and we even got Booker T doing the spinner Rooney. Which if you've seen me, if you follow us on IG, uh, I posted that. Uh, I popped really hard for Booker T. <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a loud pop for for Booker T. And uh, you, you sure you popped big for him? Because <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I saw the video. <laughs> it, it, it didn't it didn't look like no pop to me. It it, it almost looked like. <laughs> like, oh, this motherfucker. That's <laughs> exactly what it was. I mean, it's <laughs> exactly what it was. You know what? I did pop for Booker T when he got eliminated. Oh, I, I, what, what's what's your what's your issue with Booker T? Booker is a company guy, bro. And honestly, I don't have any I don't have any issue with him anymore. But. I just think in a lot of instances, Booker was being a company guy and flying the WWE banner, uh, especially with some outside stuff that was going on. I wasn't a fan of it, Um, but I've since changed my tone on Booker because he did a podcast and he was very real about how he felt about a lot of things. And I actually, actually, it made me look at him in a different light. So what, I, what, what the brother say? Um, just how he tries to train his talent, um, the talent that he's actually responsible for. Which I there was, there's a lot of talent in the in in the WWE now that he's actually responsible for. Um, and he he stays pretty much quiet on. Like the talent that succeeds, except for Roxanne Perez, which he was he's commentating on on NXT and he couldn't hold his excitement for her. So that that's that's explainable. But he's he's responsible for a lot of people being made. Uh him and Mark Henry have a lot of a lot of black wrestlers that are up and coming or stars in the game right now. It's either Mark Henry or Booker T are, are partially responsible for them going up there and getting up that far. So that holds a lot of weight with me. Um, and 
again, I wasn't a fan of his, but he made me a fan of his. So. Well, that's what's up. You know what I mean? Booker T is, you know, whether I agree or disagree with a lot of things he says, I respect Booker. I was yeah. watching Booker T. The respect is always there. The respect is always there. You know what I'm saying? I was, you know, watching Booker T way back in the day. You know, when they first started out in WCW, I didn't see him when they were in Global, but I did see him when they were in WCW right. as Harlem Heat. And then just watched, you know, as, as Booker T, just as he went, you know, as, as a singles wrestler, when he beat the uh, Disco Inferno for the TV championship for the first time on that Nitro the day after Starcade, And just see him go to, from that to the World Heavyweight Championship later on and to be the the final champion for WCW and then to come over to the WWE yeah. and just have success and take his career to a whole nother different level. I'll, you know, always will respect that. And I'll always, you know, respect Booker T for that whole, you know, we come with you moment, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, for you, some of the shit that dude says, I just real talk. Some of the shit that dude says, I can't fuck with it. I, and that's where I am. That's where I am. Yeah. Um, I can agree to disagree with right. them, but the respect is always going to be there. So respect, that's it. Yep. Yep. So and, I, and, yeah, that's know, and, and, and on on the previous podcast today, we interviewed Booker T a few years ago, and you know Booker, you know he was he was kind of cool. You know what I'm saying he was kind of you know big trying to big dog uh, you know player or whatever. But <laughs> you know, I wasn't I wasn't going for that. So it it is what it is. But yeah, he you know he cool. It was cool to see him in the, in the Rumble. That was actually probably, shit, man, that's probably one of the second times that I've seen Booker T perform. Because every time really? I would go, yeah, every time I would go to a house show or something like that or go to a Raw, Booker wasn't there. Booker was on SmackDown. So mm-hmm. you didn't really get to see Booker T. So that was probably one of the first times I've seen him perform. And then to hear that, you know, rap sheet, that Harlem Heat music play in the building, that was top notch. I was like, that was. I'm not going to lie to you, that Harlem Heat shit goes yeah. fucking hard. That was a mark out. Mark out moment for me. Yeah, yeah, that shit goes hard as fuck in the in the building. I, yeah. I won't lie. Hell yeah. It was just hard for me to be like, "Oh yeah, it's Booker." At the time, and I'm like, "But, but, All but, right. but, 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 I'm gonna tell you right now, the 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 one complaint that I got about about the fucking the show, all right, mm-hmm. it was the Alamo Dome in general. Man, them are some. Th- those are the most uncomfortable seats. Oh my god! <laughs> they fucking little as they little as shit. Yeah, and they are uncomfortable. I'm yeah. like, man, they they. It they almost it's, it's almost like you had to stand up because, like, yeah. for the majority of that show, I was I was on my feet. Yeah, and like if I sat, it was like very briefly. Right. But yeah, I get I get what you're saying. I get what yeah. you're saying. But other than but that, overall, cool, yeah. pop, motherfuckers was cool. It was popping like crazy. You had people oh, in my section going. Our section was going. fucking lit, bro. <laughs> yeah. I think we had the best section in the building. Hell honestly. Yeah. That yeah. section was lit as fuck. The um the dude that was impersonating LA, LA Knight. Right. <laughs> they had the referees out there. He made it. And then the referee was funny as hell. When the main, <laughs> when the main event was going on, and they go one. Two and this fool would get up and do a you know he he'd do like a two and you know and he'd, he'd put his shoulder up whatever so they this they were like when the referee when he did the ref bump and the referee got knocked down he was actually going to go down to the ring 
that we were telling him to and go. Everybody popped. Yeah. Everybody popped. Shit. And that shit was funny. Yeah, our section, our section was was awesome as fuck. <laughs> yeah, we had some cool ass fans. Um so from there, from there, and that was in January. Also leading up to Elimination Chamber. So so much shit happened while we were while we were on hiatus, bro. Like we got we got a great elimination chamber. Um, we got the return, not really return, but the debut in uh New Japan of uh, Mercedes Monet, uh, which I know that was a that was a big topic of interest. Um now she's the New Japan women's champion, uh, which Shit could be really, really interesting coming towards Forbidden Door time. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping we get some good shit, a, a good build up through companies. But I know right now she wants to face uh, Mickey James. But we got that. Um, we got Cody versus Roman for WrestleMania, which now it looks like it looks like they're trying to scale back WrestleMania. I know they were doing the two night thing. Um, so far, may be a big ass bill for them. So I, I know they're trying to. They're probably going to try to scale back because so far for two days is that's a bill. I don't think that matters to them. Well, I think they have seen in the past where they put on these these gigantic stadium shows, these WrestleManias or whatever, and they put on so many matches that didn't really mean anything. It's time to scale it back. There don't need to be a four or five hour event, bro. This shit needs to be three hours and just get it done. You know what I'm saying? Especially Do you, if you're doing that, especially if you got two nights going on. That's what I was gonna ask you. Do you think do you think they should scale back from the two night system or keep that but have have less matches over the course of two nights? I, I think they need to get rid of the two nights. It just doesn't work for me. Uh, I kind of like it, honestly. I, I, I don't I like wasn't, it. I wasn't I, a fan of it. I don't. I don't. Minute. I don't like it because because here's the thing. So what it does is you're you're forcing people to go back to the same venue two days in a row, and that's that's a that can be an issue, you know. Especially yeah. it, if, it's an Inglewood. It's an Inglewood, so that can yeah. be that can be an issue there. Number two, there is nothing on this card. That says, "Damn, I got to see that," or "Damn, I got to see this." I'm sorry, it, it, it's not mm-hmm. from what from what the rumor was, and what you thought you were going to get, and what you thought you were going to see, to what we are at now with Cody versus Roman. When you thought you were getting The Rock versus Roman, right? It's Holly, WrestleMania in Hollywood, right? I'm sorry. Um, I, nothing, nothing against Cody Rhodes. Nothing personal against Cody, but Cody is on that level. I don't see him on mm. that level. I don't see him as this. I don't see him there. He, he's, he's still. When I see him in a, in his current persona, it's just AEW Cody Rhodes. And when I think of AEW Cody Rhodes, I think yeah. of mid card. A mid card guy Ooh. that was there. Do you not think? Do you think AEW Cody Rhodes is not enough to sell a venue for us? Bro, the venue was already sold when they thought about The Rock was going to be there. 
That's why. Yeah, but that's like a bait and switch, though. Yeah, well, if this, it, if, if this whole thing, it wasn't a bait and switch. It wasn't a bait and switch. I'm gonna tell you why. It wasn't no, no, I said it's, it's, it feels like that. Not but, really, because the WWE not. never, WWE never told you the Rock was gonna be there. Exactly, exactly. But, but if the the game plan was solid, Cody Rhodes, do you think there would have been a great hype around WrestleMania? No. If it was just Cody Rhodes and not the Rock. No, no, absolutely not. Because here's the thing. People at this point in time, all right, they would rather see Sami Zayn in that spot than Cody Rhodes. That is true. There are a great number of fans that would rather see Sami Zayn in a main event of WrestleMania with Roman Reigns. And it would be a good thing. But here's here's where I am with it. I think you blew that load way too early by having that match at Elimination Chamber. Granted, it's in Sami Zayn's hometown, and granted, the storyline probably called for that, but if Rock Roman wasn't the game plan and Cody Roman is the game plan, I think you call an audible. I think you call an audible. I think you do Cody Roman at Elimination Chamber. And you do Sammy versus Roman at WrestleMania because that storyline, that storyline is that match that they had at fucking Elimination Chamber is a WrestleMania main event. I said that watching the match. That is your that's your WrestleMania at least night one main event. You should not have even had Roman at Elimination Chamber. You shouldn't. You should have had. What should have happened? All right. If that was me booking, this is what would have went down. You would have had Sami Zayn enter the Royal Rumble. Yes. And win the Royal Rumble. Yes. Then what you do is, is you have Roman come out there on SmackDown with the wise man, with the rest of the bloodline, and you swerve him like the horseman did staying back in the day when Ole Anderson says, you... Basically, we're giving you two hours to give up your championship match against this man right here, and you're out of the horseman, and we better not see you again, or we're going to drop you where you stand. That's where you go with this situation. Roman basically tells Sami Zayn, you make a choice. Either you with us, and you give up that championship match at WrestleMania, or you out of the family. There ain't no Sammy Uso. You ain't nothing. Yeah, it that, completely that, ass backwards. It can It was. It that should have been the playoff. test. It was a good playoff. That yeah, that should have been a test. He should have been in the rumble. That should have been what it was. Why Kevin Owens was in that match to begin with? I don't know. You could have saved that maybe for for, for the elimination chamber, chamber if, and then bring <laughs> Sammy back for WrestleMania. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that, but. Me watching, me watching everything about Elimination Chamber said this is WrestleMania. Everything about it. Because Elimination Chamber, as good as Royal Rumble was, Elimination Chamber was a step up. And I was like, holy shit, they are actually, this pay-per-view is actually really fucking good. The women's, the women's Elimination Chamber was, I think that was better than the men's one, actually. And you had a great men's chamber and it just felt like they set stuff up but 
it felt huge. And I don't know if it was because it was the Montreal crowd, because that crowd it was a crowd. Yeah, that crowd was amazing. It, it was the Montreal crowd. They they Sami Zayn got a reaction there that I haven't heard since Hogan came back there in 02. That's a, the reaction that that mm. to me it felt to me it felt like it was uh Money in the Bank 2011, Cena versus CM Punk in nah, Chicago. Nah, go back. That's go, what it felt go, like. Go, go back to, go back to that. Go back to when Hogan came out there in Montreal. Hogan, you talking about? Oh, back, okay. Go, no way out. No way out. Well, not no okay. way out. No, not no way out. Go back to the SmackDown when Hogan came back after he won the uh, the championship, the world, the WWE championship, when he beat Triple H, and he came out there. I think they were in Montreal. They came. They went to Canada somewhere in between there. Hogan mm-hmm. got a reaction that lasted fucking damn near fifteen minutes. They would not okay. shut up. Okay. That's 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 kind of what Sammy got the other night, and it just proves that how how over this guy is. I, I yeah, was he never is way over. I was never a fan of Sammy Zayn. I, I it was never. I was when I would hear, oh shit, yeah, this dude wants to be world champion. I'm like, you know, that, oh, that shit will never happen. That's how I felt. But mm-hmm. the guy has grown on me. And you know who else has grown on me? So when we was doing this podcast, you know, a few months ago, I was kind of burying this motherfucker right here. But he's grown on me. I, I find his shit comical. Is Dominic Mysterio. You better not say it. You bet I told you. <laughs> I fucking told you. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw his uh what 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 kind of what what won him over what what won him over for me was I saw his shit that they they did a they did a uh they did a skit with him and Rhea at a restaurant. It was on Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, and, when they kicked Ray out. Right, right. And then <laughs> the police the the police come in there. And fucking Dom is like, this is a this is a setup, this is a sting. I gotta get out of here. So that from that point <laughs> on, I'm like, okay, this, this little motherfucker didn't want me over. So <laughs> I, I told that. you, yeah, that, that yeah, that dude, that dude is money. So uh, Dominic Mysterio got my vote. Cool, cool. Now that we're on the same page, <laughs> yeah, I was saying that months ago. I'm like, man, you gotta get this dude a chance. I saw I it then. I was like, I this I just I just wasn't in it. But I just, he I started a... watching some stuff. And when I seen the shit where he went to jail for an, uh, <laughs> for a couple hours or whatever it was, and he came back, came back a cholo. Came back, <laughs> came back dressed like Conan. I'm like, see, that's, that's what I like. I would love to see Dominic just completely, like, get rid of the gear he has. Let me say this real quick. Then we'll get back on that. All right, go ahead. So they just um, it says um, Mercedes Monet, yeah, brought, brought out the IWGP Women's Championship to the season premiere of The Mandalorian. So she out there at the Mandalorian season, bro. Three she year. bringing IWGP to Star Wars money? Yeah, yeah, got the belt. <laughs> now who? Now, That's now, boss as fuck. Now, I'm not gonna lie. You ain't got nobody from WWE doing that. No, that's boss, that. She brought the she brought the belt, so that kind of makes me that kind of makes me know right there that she's gonna be in the show. Because why is she there? That's baller as fuck. Bro. Yeah, she's in a picture. Looks like her with uh, Rosario Dawson. Because you know Rosario Dawson coming out later this Ahsoka. year. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. can't wait for Ahsoka. 
Damn, that's some that's some pimp shit. I, I I'm not gonna lie to you. Damn. Yeah. So oh it's yeah, a, you know she's doing that shit. It's you a picture of her, her and uh, Rosario holding the belts. Damn. Yep. Okay, that's that's some shit. That's some shit. Mm. Mm. Man, but, she done left WWE and just was like, man, fuck that. I'm about to shine. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, ain't a, I ain't got no problem with it. Me neither. Me I neither. Call, I, can't, I can't call her Sasha Botch anymore because that shit don't rhyme. Well, I don't know. We gonna see. I don't know. I know that match she had at uh, Battle of the Valley it was, was, a, was a great match. Her and Kyrie put on the damn good show yeah well she you know what here's the thing the thing too when it comes down to, to mercedes is that she don't have to be worrying about being all stressed and shit walking around on eggshells or whatever worrying about this spot that she's spot free. she she can she's free to do whatever she wants to she's yeah, basically she's trying free. to re, reinvent herself is what she did and, and, yeah. and to me honestly it ain't gonna be no time before you will see her at aew somewhere no that's why i'm like forbidden door time is like fuck man shit about to go down which is like what June, July? Yeah, that's that's like, yo, shit is about to be crazy out here. Plus, if they if they work with, I know uh, they had a uh, Zack Saber Junior. rumored to have appeared on uh, Ring of Honor, their tapings, which comes out on Thursday. So. If they're really working like this, like shit's about to be crazy. Come forbidden, forbidden door time, and that's why I put that poll up in the group. Yeah. By the way, the group is back active, folks. So, uh, no gimmicks podcast uh, fan group. Go ahead and uh, join it again. Um, I put the poll up, and let me actually look at that. Poll. Well, as my, but as a matter of fact, a lot of because because the group was archived, so the group was never deleted. So a yeah. lot of the people that were on the group to begin with are still actually there. Are still active, yeah, yeah. So they've been popping up all day or whatever. So it's good. people are back in the in the groove of things, and uh, it's been a know. good day. Like it's only been a day, but yeah, this group was like we we were missed. Let's let's just be honest. Yeah, well, they missed you know, us. People, people like talking about people like talking about sports entertainment. So, <laughs> you know, a lot of things have happened in the sports entertainment world, and we gonna get, you know, funky like a monkey and talk about it. You know what I mean? Yep. All right. So with so I put up a poll, and seventy percent um, voted for. It. So I said. Since she's eligible, Mercedes Monet is eligible to walk through the Forbidden Door, which matchup would be the best matchup? And the choices were Mickey James, Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, Jay Cargill, Athena, Thunder Rosa. And overwhelmingly, it was Britt Baker. No surprise there. 70% for Britt, Britt Baker. Um, I could see that match happening. I could also see a match with her and Athena happening. I because Athena is the ROH women's champion. I can see a match with Mickey James happening because Mickey James is the TNA knockouts champion. Jay Cargill can also happen because she's the TBS champion. Right. Although I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be too for that match because 
I want I, to look strong. Yeah, I wouldn't be for that match. I'm just saying because their their gimmicks are very similar. Yeah. And I would rather them have an alliance. Yeah. Rather than them be enemies. That's kind yes. of where I would go with it. So Jade and Monet, bro. Yeah. Like, like for me, fuck, I, like I voted for for Britt Baker in that in there because whether people people rag on Britt Baker or they, or they they don't. One thing about it is when it comes Brit's to a star, Britt Britt is she's that one of that women's division. Yeah. She, oh she, yeah. She is a she is to what Charlotte Charlotte Flair is, Becky Lynch is to WWE. That's what she is over here. But yeah, she was there day one though. You know yes. what I mean? And she was she was somebody they put the spotlight. And I'll I'll be the first to admit, when they put the spotlight on her at first, I was like, I don't know how the fuck this shit's gonna work. Right. Like I don't know how they're gonna and I was proven wrong. Like I was like Dennis, like and my mind immediately went to Isaac Yankum, and I'm like, this is gonna be fucking terrible. But when she turned heel. Oh yes. At first it was awkward. Oh yeah. She had, yeah. She hadn't got her groove yet. I remember, matter of fact, I remember when when the um, the pandemic first started. She cut this promo the week before. There was no crowds allowed anymore, mm-hmm. but she cut this promo and she just she ragged on these people. And I'm like, this is one of the best heel promos I've heard in a while. Yeah. And then the next week, you know, it's the same thing like with Jake when Jake the Snake showed up. Oh, and Jake and Jake finally Jake and Lance Archer showed up on Rampage. Yeah, uh, great finally. spot. Yeah, finally. If you haven't watched it, great yeah. spot. Finally. You yeah. Know, they're, doing, they're doing something. They got him looking strong. Right. You know who I want to see him go up against? I want to see him in a program with Keith Lee. If they if they book Keith, I mean, they've... Should we go? Should, should we go? Let, 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 let's just go right into the AEW. Let, yeah, let's, let, yeah, let's, let's right. pivot. Because I'm going to just go like this. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't know what it is, but... So we we we've been off the show for a while here. We've been just been on one of our hiatus, whatever. I went to to Dynamite back in December. Mm-hmm. So did and, I. And something is off at the shows. It's just some something's wrong here. I don't I don't know what it is. I know they changed the look of the show. They changed the set or whatever. But but something's wrong here. And I and I think I know what 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 the problem is. And and it's very simple. The problem is, you don't got CM Punk. That's Ooh. that's that's the problem. Ooh. Are we number going two, there? Number two. Are number we two, going three. there? Number two. Number two. I said earlier what I said about this guy, but at the same time, he was still one of your EVPs, and he bailed on your asses. So that basically made you look like shit. So Cody Cody. Rhodes. When Cody when Cody Rhodes left AEW. Even as an EVP, he basically said this place ain't worth it, so I'm gonna get the hell out of here. And when he did Ooh, that, when he when he left there, and then that's showed up at Mania, that wasn't a good sign. But there had been troubles going on before this, and then it all just blew up at the All Out Media Scrum. And then for the fact that they didn't talk about it for so long, didn't mention, haven't mentioned until this day. And CM Punk is, I guess, ready to come back. You need Punk. I was going to ask you Punk, that. Punk, Does AEW need Punk yes. to come back? Yes. Because you, you're not moving the needle here. You're not moving shit. 
You're at you're at the base audience, bro. You start off with a million people, and then it, it drastically goes down from there. You're at your base, your hardcore. Okay, you bring mm. back CM Punk right now. You bring Punk back. You bring back FTR as Punk's backup, pretty much. You put them against the elite. <laughs> you go ahead and bring whatever all the bullshit that happened at the that the media's from. You bring it to the forefront. You bring it out there because everybody won't knows about it already. That's going to cause controversy. Your people are going to be looking at this like, you know what? Damn, this shit is actually more interesting than the bloodline storyline. Because you know why? Because this shit over here actually there's, is real. Yeah, there's a... There's a, a and, uh, and, and the realest stuff, the realest, realest issues crave a better story. Yep. You are absolutely correct. And they can I wanna, make money with this. I want to point you, I want to point you to something. Right. <laughs> I, I tweeted this shit five days ago. Okay. <laughs> I said AEW feuds. I need to happen. I need Miro versus Keith Lee. Okay. If I can't get that, I need Powerhouse Hobbs versus Keith Lee. Yeah, we kind of already seen that, but good. Yeah, but I need it to happen. Either one of those needs to happen, or Lance Archer. Fuck it, I'll throw Lance Archer versus Keith Lee in there. All right. I just need Keith Lee to be in a program with somebody. Big that can fucking move and make a good match because him and Dijak put on fucking classics together, and I know he can do it with people. And these people are in AEW that can fucking move. But uh, he's oh. a lot heavier now than he was in NXT. This is true. This is true. This is true. But you I can still work. See. You you can still work around that. I need to see the Book of Hobbs personally. Yes. We need to see Powerhouse Hobbs get a push. I need a massive fucking push for, for Powerhouse Hobbs. But put, I do. put Stokely Hathaway with Hobbs. Why are we not doing this? I don't know. Why why is Hobbs not if, if I mean why is Hobbs I mean let's just be honest about it, the, the, the firm is a whack ass group, but it was a failed group that was supposed failed, to be yeah. it was supposed to be for MJF going into a storyline with CM Punk. Why? Why is why is why why are you calling W Morrissey Big Bill? Big Bill. I don't like that either. Why are you calling him that? And why is why is Big Bill not the official bodyguard for MJF? I don't know, but this should have happened. This this should have happened. You know what? Fuck my list. This is what this is what we need. All right, we need AEW, a team of writers. To give us storylines. This is what we need. It doesn't matter. Well, it does to a, to an extent. To an extent, it matters who you who you write these stories for. Because there are certain people that I do want to see. Like, for instance, if I can get FTR and CM Punk versus the Elite, the story writes itself. If I can get Adam Cole versus Swerve, you could build a great story out of that shit. I just need y'all to write the shit. You can you can you can write me something. The guns versus the acclaimed, write a great story about it. You had them drop the titles to the fucking guns. Now build a fucking story around it. Give me something credible that I can sink my teeth into instead of just taking the titles off your hottest tag team. And then what else, what are we gonna do with them? You wanna build a group. I'm thinking to myself. Bro, 
you have a man right there in AEW right now, all right, his name is the enforcer Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson has the trademark to, I don't know, certain group out there. Why have Why don't we have not, it? Why have you not <laughs> pulled the trigger on the Four Horsemen? A new version of the Four Horsemen. Why have we not done this? I, I don't I don't understand this. First of all, let's 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 get down to the bottom line here. Uh Blackpool Combat Club, right? I think that's still a thing. Can't it be is. a thing anymore. William Regal's not there anymore. None of, you, none of you guys are from Blackpool. So it's a done deal. All right. Yeah. You might as well just call y'all. Although I do like what they did with uh I do like what they did with Wheeler Uter and uh uh Claudio. Well, yeah, that's that's cool. But I'm talking about as far as just call them the combat club or some shit. That they're, not black, sense, they're, not, they're, they're not black they're not from Blackpool. So why the hell are you calling yourself the Blackpool Combat Club? Mm. I'm going to change the name of the group. I don't even mention the damn name of the faction anymore at all. Just come up with something different. But it's just, it's, you, don't, you don't even have the guy there. The guy isn't there anymore. The guy was there. He liked to be in there, but nobody would take advice from him. So he said, fuck this and dipped. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was. Can't, yeah. so you can't tell me why. You got all these people out here that's, that, that do stupid shit on the show. They have no direction whatsoever on what they're doing. You know, it's like Eric Bischoff says all the time. You got to have an arc, a story arc. Basically, A, B, C, bro. Let's Give me something play. I can sink my teeth into. Well, exactly. Like, and, like, like Ricky Starks, for instance. Ricky Starks. Why the fuck me, did y'all cool him down? Just Why the fuck did you cool down Wardlow? He was your, <laughs> he was your, your next that dude was your next Batista. Why did you cool him down for nothing? Although, and I gotta I gotta say I gotta say I hope I hope what they're doing with him now leads to something because they did a sit down with him and Jr. and that interview got me to care about him again. Well, what did he say? Um, just how. So they they did you know how Jim Ross used to do these interviews? Yeah, yeah, sit downs. Yeah, the sit downs. So he told a story about his dad, and um, he re- he told a story about his dad and how his dad had cancer and his dad passed away, and so he grew his hair for the first time ever, and he grew his beard. And he was like, I normally didn't have like facial hair or long hair, but for my dad, like having facial hair and having long hair was like my tribute to him. And he was like, when Samoa Joe cut my hair, he took that away from me. Like, I can't honor my dad like like I want to. Like, you took that away from me. And he was like, you have to pay for it. And I was like, okay, I like that shit. I like I like that shit. This is this so so this was doesn't make any sense about that. So when did his dad pass away? They didn't say. They didn't give a timeline. All right. So they kept you know, they kept everything vague, which you so you kind of drawing your own conclusions, but if I'm if I'm like really thinking about it, that didn't matter to me. 
What okay. mattered is the fact that he was actually doing it. And Samoa Joe was like, he was like, I, I, I tell Samoa Joe a lot of things. And he was like, like when we were a tag team, like I told him, I told him a lot of things, uh-huh. um, a lot of personal things that, that only he would know. So when he cut my hair, he knew what he was doing because uh-huh. I told him this story. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Because when he was out there as the champion after he beat MJF, his push was already going down. It was already the level went off. And that was mm, way, I can agree that with was you way before he even got into it with some old Joe. Way before they was even tag teaming. So that makes no sense. Why don't you just say this? <laughs> Here's the bottom line. I wasn't ready. I thought I was ready. I wasn't ready. The people weren't behind me like I thought they were supposed to be behind me. And you know what? I became weak. But now I'm back. Now I'm focused. Now I'm hungry. And I'm going to get back my TNT championship. So you're saying, you're saying this is a heelish route. You're saying you want you, you have want to rebuild him back up. So you want him to be rebuilt as a heel, though? Fuck yeah. You need a heel machine. You're goddamn right. Here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with that. If I rebrand Wardlow and, and, as a heel and the people still care about him and still want to cheer him, uh, then what? They do because have regardless, regardless if his, his push is cooled or not, uh, there are still a lot of people behind Wardlow. That doesn't matter. They do that with Roman Reigns all the time. Mm. They cheer Roman so, all the time. There's Roman I don't... And, 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 Roman gets, another, Roman gets shared all the time, so but Roman's still a heel. Here's another issue with that. I think Wardlow's a way better face than he is heel. Or not not even a face. I think Wardlow's a better anti-hero than he is a hero. You can't be an anti-hero. You can't be an anti-hero going out there wearing suits. Why not? That's not an anti-hero. Why not? When you when you see a guy that's on there, that's well dressed, suits and shit, that's a heel. It's always been that way. You look at Ric Flair. <laughs> Cody Rhodes wears suits and he's not a heel. And he's a disingenuous asshole too. <laughs> you watch. <laughs> that's that was the main reason why people hated him in AEW. Because this they can true. look, they can look at him funny. and say, "This is a disingenuous asshole with his goddamn <laughs> three-piece suit on." Okay, this is what it is. So you can't but be an anti-hero. I, I hear, I hear anti-heroes, anti-heroes wore jeans and shit. You know what I'm saying? I get that. I get that. But I, I, what I, what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing now, is people don't mind a champion that is. In a suit, well dressed, can carry I, himself. Yes, Batista did it. I know, but yeah. I'm just saying, if you want to set this guy apart from everybody else, let him look like a badass. I you agree know, with that. You, I you don't look like. That. I'm sorry, but you can be a, a, a sharp dress. But but Batista had a, a, a Batista was that way because Batista just came out of Evolution. But remember, when Batista turned heel. He stopped wearing the suits and shit. 
motherfucker was wearing leather jeans, leather pants, and leather vests and shit. He he was like a badass. That's yeah. what you do. Okay. You can't be Mr. Corporate. I mean, the the Rock was a heel, and he was he was corporate. That's what he did. Ray Fur was a heel. Fucking ten thousand dollars shoes, Rolex watches, styling and profiling, woo, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Dusty Rhodes going to the pavement, the you fucking like a monkey. Cowboy boots on, tight ass jeans. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so. Wardlow in a suit presents himself more as a heel. Wardlow right? in a suit presents himself, yes, more more to me as a heel because it's like, mm-hmm. dude, why are you wearing a fucking suit? Go be look be look like you got a you got a physique. Show it off. That's what I'm saying. Just come out there, just just come out there with some jeans on and some boots and you know like a wife beater on or something like that, and drop motherfuckers. That's like I, I, I would I would cheer for that honestly. Exactly. That's that's an anti-hero, dog. <laughs> now, now let me. Oh well, shit! I gotta go out there and do my second. Let me make sure I have my fucking Stacey Adams on, so I can go out here and fucking <laughs> get out here in the fucking ring and do something. No, you want to be, you want to look the part, look the part, do it right. That's what I'm saying. No, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that totally. But like M- MJF, right. MJF wears suits and shit, right? He's a fucking yes. he was an asshole. Yes. Great pivot point, by Christian, the way. Christian, put the way Christian dresses. Slacks, yo, nice, nice uh, coats on and shit. Asshole heel. Oh, he's an uber. He's an uber asshole. Yeah, exactly. Piece of shit. <laughs> he's an uber asshole. <laughs> he's a good piece of shit. I like Christian. Yeah, I like Christian too. Christian plays his role very well. Yeah. I don't. You know what? I I don't think I appreciate. And this is so weird to me. TNA Impact Christian loved him. WWE Christian not so much. AEW Christian love him. Christian, I don't know. Captain Charisma. Christian, oh yeah, WWE yeah, yeah. Loved him. You're right. Christian You're right. Cage TNA with AJ Styles and Tomko loved, loved him. him. AEW Christian Luchasaurus loved him. Yes, you are right. It's weird. It's weird how that works out. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Brood, brood Christian. Yeah, not so much. Boo this man. Yeah. Not Who's so the better one out of Edge and Christian? Edge and Christian. Ooh, that's a tough one. They're, they're both so good. If I have to pick one, though, um, I'm, I'm, I got to go with Edge. I, I'm going to go with Christian. I got to go with Edge because Edge was the first one to win the championship. And Edge was Edge. Edge was a part of some of the, the greatest stories in the history of this business. Mm. So I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Edge. I'm gonna go with Christian. Whole saga. Even though it took him, even though it took him a long time to get to the top of the mountain, he got there. I appreciate the fuck out that shit. Just a whole saga with him and, and Matt Hardy. Yeah, you know, Edge yeah. and Matt Hardy. That whole saga. Then just Edge being the first one to cash in the money in the bank. Yep. So. You know, he's done some, some some great shit. Not saying Christian hasn't, but if I gotta pick one or the other, I'm gonna pick him. It's just like you know, the Hardy Boys. Who am I gonna pick, Matt or Jeff? I'll go with Jeff, because Jeff was doing oh, all the really? crazy. Jeff, yeah, Jeff was doing all the crazy shit. You know, that's what hmm. people people like. You know what I'm saying? So that's just, but that's my opinion. If I if I gotta go with Hall and Nash, Hall, I'm gonna pick Hall. <laughs> I'm going Hall with that. Not, not, no, no, no disrespect. No slight, to Nash. Dis- no yeah, slight no, dis- to Nash, no disrespect. But even fucking Kevin Nash will tell you. 
Yeah, my my boy Hall, well, he was a bad motherfucker. Fuck yeah, bro. I was watching. I watched. Uh, I watched WrestleMania seventeen. Yeah, that was seventeen, right? With Which one? Rock Hogan. That was eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, eighteen. I was watching that. Few things we probably have to do a podcast on WrestleMania eighteen. <laughs> like this, that whole pay per view could be its own podcast. But I watched, I watched Scott Hall versus Stone Cold, and for all the for all the great shit that Rock Hogan gets. Stone Cold Scott Hall was a fucking hard-hitting match. Yeah, it's surprisingly... It's so weird, man, because if you, you listen to Bruce Pritchard's podcast, and he says, well, people just didn't want to see the NWO at the time. That ain't true. No. The, the NWO story was working in the WWE. It wasn't... It didn't, it didn't stop working until Hogan turned face and left the group. Right. That's when they started having the issues. Right. But if you look back at the feud between Stone Cold and, and Scott Hall, yeah, it was up there. It was... It was they were oh, yeah. Stuff. Even yeah. though Stone Cold didn't want to do it. Right. He wasn't invested in it because he's like, if this dude is going to fall off the wagon, why the hell are we even doing this? Right. But it, it, it was still good. That, I mean... Shit. Hall was selling his ass off, bro. That for, for go back and watch that match. That oh, match I'm, was yeah, I, yeah. I man, had. they was I mean, look at the way he told. Look, look at the way Austin uh, the Hall sold those two centers. Man, he, he they both were just laying their shit all the way yeah. in that match, and I was like, I was like, holy fuck, man! I'm just like, I know I haven't watched this pay per view in a while, but rewatching that was like. Man, that match was that match was phenomenal. <laughs> I'm were, not gonna lie. They were the best two matches, in my opinion, on that show. I agree. I agree. I thought that DDP, one and DDP Christian DDP and Christian was good too. You know what? You know what my underrated match for that pay-per-view is? And again, this whole pay-per-view can be a fucking podcast. Yeah. The un the most underrated match on that card for me was the match right after Rock versus Hope. You had Lita, Trish Stratus, and Jazz in a fucking triple threat match. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And it did. It didn't. It didn't get a fucking reaction because everybody was just like the high of Rock and Hogan. Everything in that match, and then they followed that. But that was a that that was probably one of the best matches on the card too. And I have to tell you, the one of the worst performances on the damn show. My God, Drowning Pools, the game. <laughs> now, if you listen to the game, the Drowning Pool song. That when he walked it, out? Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah, that the song was, that on, was... on Forcible Entry, the CD, yeah. the, song, the song is a banger. Mm-hmm. But, but live, live, it was ass. <laughs> it was just yeah. like motor. It was like Motorhead. Yeah, live was, it was ass live. I was right. like, and what's funny is even now, like, I skipped through that intro. Yeah. I'm like, you know, <laughs> the same, same thing with Motorhead, like R.I.P. Lemmy, but he could not get the lyrics right to that damn song for shit. <laughs> he just, I don't know what the hell was going on, but he can never get the lyrics right to the game. He did it twice. He had two performances at WrestleMania 17 and WrestleMania 21, and he could not get the song right. <laughs> I don't, I just, I don't get it. He just, it, 
Like I don't understand it. It just it was crazy. But yeah, that that was a that was actually um, that that was a good WrestleMania. That one was yeah. was was damn good. Eighteen, eighteen was. Um, I enjoyed that one. I enjoyed that one in, in seventeen. Not, to me, nothing tops. Nothing will top seventeen. Oh, yeah, seventeen. Seventeen's like an all time. It's like I think that one may be the best WrestleMania ever. I think that like, one may be. It's like the '92 Rumble match. Mm-hmm. Nothing will top the '92 Rumble. No, hell no, hell no. Nothing. They tried too. They tried, yeah. but yeah. nah, nothing. Nothing's gonna top that. You can't. You can't top a match where you got Ric Flair, Davy Boy Smith, Ted DiBiase, Randy Savage, Jake Roberts. Bro, everybody Hulk in that Rumble is in the Hall of Fame. Kerry Von Eric, yeah, Undertaker, <laughs> Shawn Michaels, you know, Boss Man, Roddy Piper, yep. Hogan, Savage, fucking Greg Valentine. Yeah. You got, uh, you know, Return and for the belt. And it's for like the WWE for Championship. The, yeah, for the belt. Right. With a tear in my eye. Right. <laughs> what do you say? We are the king of a WWF, you rule the world. <laughs> yeah, that, hands down, that's the best rumble. And I think, ooh, 18's up there too, but 17, 17 is, it's hard to, t- it's, it's hard to top that. Right. Because that, there was a whole bunch of shit that we had never seen in that WrestleMania. Yep. Which yeah, is- Triple, Triple H and Jericho, Kind of actually, after everything went downhill after Rock and Hogan, because nobody could. Oh no, yeah. Nobody was going to top that. Yeah, nobody actually, was going to top that. It's actually a good thing that 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 Austin and Scott Hall went on way earlier in the show. Yeah. They they would have to have followed that. Yeah. Nobody was going to follow that. No one thought in a right mind that Hogan could actually bring it. Hogan. Yeah, that's it. true. That's true. That's what it was. Hogan brought it. Like Hogan tell you, he Hogan Hogan when he came back there, they told him. Look, you're gonna have to step your shit up here. You can't walk through the match. You're gonna have to really bring it. For the most part, even at his age, what, what, how old was Hogan when he went back there? What, what, 50, 54, 53? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Like he brought it. Oh yeah. I mean, him and Rock did back to back, back to back business. They did WrestleMania 18, and then they did No Way Out in Montreal. Yep. So. Yep. Think of think of this shit. Like go. Go listen to that match. Don't watch it. Listen to it. Yeah. Who was the who was the face and who was the heel of that match? The the face was Hogan. The, <laughs> the heel was a rock. And the rock was the rock. The rock was being the performer that he is. He adapted to that shit. Yes. He's like, he's like okay, this is the way y'all want to go. So they it was perfect. Going. It was yeah. perfect. Oh, was y'all perfect. want me to play the heel? Fuck it, I'll yep. play the heel. Yep. And then later on, when he became Hollywood Rock. You know, he he played that, that shit was, good. Hey, yeah, that shit was <laughs> tofu's ready. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. All right, man. Final parting shots. What you got? Final parting shots. Well, um, let's put it like this. MJF does not want to be compared to Alberto Del Rio. He basically stated, and I quote, I'm not a racist, I'm not an abuser. I am not a woman beater. I'm not a bitch, and I'm not an overrated wrestler. MJF. Mic drop. 
So, Where did that fucking comparison come? from? I don't know. Anyways. I guess because they got. I guess because they both have scarves. That's it. Because I don't. I don't see the comparison. I don't, I don't see, see it either. I don't see no. anything. I see nothing else. Yep. Even with the scarf, I wouldn't look at MJF and think, "Oh, that guy's trying to be like Alberto Del Rio." I don't see it. Yeah, whoever came up with that shit is you're fired. Yeah, <laughs> damn right, you're fired. Yeah, you're fired, fired because yeah, who fired. the fuck thinks of that? I don't know. I wonder how Soraya felt about hearing that. I don't know. <laughs> That's wild. That is wild. Got my kudos, got, MJF. Got my got my Jake the Snake right here. Where'd you get that from? We got remember the day we went to the the the. Mall? Oh, you that yeah yeah. <laughs> Have you uh, been back there? Hell nah. <laughs> For those of you don't that don't know. There is a wrestling store in Rolling Oaks Mall in San Antonio. Right. Uh, it is a it is the cool store, store itself. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a really cool yeah. store. Put the mall. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If the if the store was somewhere else, that it'd be, be a hit. It'd the, be a hit. The mall is kind of sketchy. <laughs> the mall has seen better days. Oh yes. Oh yes. Do you know they're gonna have like a convention there, like a wrestling convention oh, really? in that mall? Okay, yeah. well then I guess we'll have to go. No, we don't. <laughs> have to go. Have to go check it out. So homeboy can sell you a, a TNA Impact belt. Hey, look, the brother was like, because I showed him all my shit, and he was like, "Oh, big money, huh? Big, big, big spender." <laughs> like, fuck yeah, I am. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We ballers <laughs> over here. <laughs> All right, man. Any more parting shots? Ah, uh, that's pretty much it, man. I ain't got All right. Um, before, just want to let y'all know, uh, this show will be on Patreon. We're actually streaming to Patreon right now. I don't know if you knew that, but yeah, we're actually streaming. We're streaming to Patreon, so all of our shows will be streamed uh, to Patreon, um, and then the patrons get it first. They get to interact, uh, and then we'll pump this out to the masses. So if you hear this, that means you're not a part of our Patreon. So join the Patreon. That way you get first dibs to this show, and you can contribute to the podcast. Uh, we also are um, doing the run-ins. So I do have a little 5 to 10 recap that I try to keep up with called the no gimmick run in that is on Patreon. It is exclusive to Patreon, just a little recap of the shows. So make sure you guys go check those out. Um, and yeah, the no gimmick podcast fan group on Facebook, make sure you guys go, go join it, like share, subscribe. Frank D's wearing our merch. So if you are listening, go to, teespring.com search for dot filling podcast you see the shirt that he's wearing if you're watching us if not go to teespring.com slash dot filling podcast search for the merch get you a shirt rock that shit and make sure you take a picture and post it and then finally the homie wizards beast came out with an album very phenomenal album. It's called Monsters Are Real. It is on our Bandcamp at datfelon.bandcamp.com. Make sure you guys go check us out. So, those are the parting shots. Frank D, you got anything else you want to say? Not at all. 
Not at all. All right. Well, for us here at No Gimmicks, for Except us one here, thing. do it. <laughs> <laughs> In order to help save the pet population, have your pet spayed or neutered. Control that. Yes. Thing. <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting. Thank you. <laughs> All right, man, for us here at No Gimmicks on the DFPN, thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time, peace out and enjoy the fucking wrestling, people. Laters.